what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. He said, I'm in the house, and my children are with me in the bed. As a child of God today, you can rest in Him. At the midnight hour, when all hell is breaking loose, you can rest in Him. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning. Turn with me, if you will, please, to the Gospel according to St. Luke. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 11. For the past several weeks, we've been dealing with Elijah, the drought situation in Israel of that day, the 450 prophets of Baal, and how the fire of God fell upon Elijah's altar. That altar and all of its construction and the fire that fell upon it, all of it typified Christ and the price that he would pay for our redemption. After the fire of God fell upon that altar, Elijah told the people to take the prophets of Baal and let not one of them escape. And they brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. That's a type of the Holy Spirit taking charge and dealing with the sin nature that's in our hearts and lives. And then Elijah told Ahab, and you can read all of this in the 18th chapter of the book of 1 Kings. Elijah told Ahab to prepare himself for the rain was coming. That's a type of the Holy Spirit. After the resurrection, the Lord Jesus Christ prepared the disciples, told them in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, Wait for the promise of the Father, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Elijah went back up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he prayed for the rain to come which the type of the disciples praying on the day of Pentecost for the Spirit of God to move. Elijah told his servant to go and look out over the sea for any sign of rain. The sign of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost was the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. And 3,000 people were saved that day. When the rain came in Elijah's day, a lot of people were saved. It ended the drought situation. God told Elijah that he was going to send the rain. He prayed, and the servant came back and said there was nothing. In Acts 2 and 17, the Bible says in the last days that God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, and whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. The problem is that right now there are less people getting saved in church than ever before. When God has promised you something, and you've done all there is to do, and still there is nothing, what do you do? Luke chapter 11, verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, for the door is now shut. And my children are with me in the bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, and because of his importunity or persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Ask, seek, and knock. Verse 5 of Luke chapter 11 says, Which of you shall have a friend? There's no greater friend in this world than the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I'd like to tell you what I think of Jesus. Since I found in Him a friend so strong and true, I would like to tell you how He changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend could do. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. No one cares for you like Jesus. Some of you listening to me this morning, you've lost friends. You've lost family. You've lost loved ones with, due to COVID. Everything's going through the roof and you're listening to me right now and everything's just gone haywire in your life. And you're listening to me this morning and you think nobody cares. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ cares for you today. He loves you today. No greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus said. He loves you today. You can go to him at midnight. The darkest time in your life, you can go to him. 
midnight is also the most inopportune time. You can go to him at the darkest time in your life and the most inopportune time. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And the scripture goes on to say, if you'll look there in verse 5, you can say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. Whatever it is that you need today, the Bible says that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. See, God's not sitting there waiting for a welfare check to get there. He's got unlimited resources. And if he ain't got what you need, he can speak it into existence for you. If you need healing today, all you got to do is ask him. If you need a car today, all you got to do is ask him. If you need a house today, all you got to do is ask him. If you need your driver's license, all you got to do is ask him. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You got to ask him. He said in verse 6, a friend of mine in his journey. We're all walking the journey of life. And that journey will either end in heaven or hell. And folks, we all need some help on our journey to get to heaven. I need help in my journey to get to heaven. We need the help and the assistance and the fellowship of our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why it's important for you to go to church and associate and be with. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And the day of the Lord is coming near at hand. We're supposed to be doing that more and more. So we need each other in this journey that we're on. A friend has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. Over the years, even before I became a pastor, I've had people to come to me with a need. And they got themselves in such a situation, there's nothing I can do for them. I share Christ with them, but it goes through one ear and right out the other. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They won't listen. Matter of fact, the reason they're in the mess that they're in is because they would not accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now the nerves is all to pieces. Now they're on drugs. That's the reason this country's in the mess that it's in. That's the reason the whole world is in the mess that it's in today. Is because they will not accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. I pray for them. But it's as if though the Lord says, if you look there in Luke 11, verse 7, He from within answers and says, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. I cannot rise and give you. How many of you have prayed over a situation for a long time? And it's like the pure heavens is brass. 
God is not listening to you. Am I the only one that's ever done that? Is, are, are you, can I get a witness this morning? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. All right. But the Lord's always listening. He's always listening. A lot of what we go through is a test, ladies and gentlemen. We are being tested in our Christian walk. And whenever the teacher gives a test, the teacher is always silent. So you go to the Lord in prayer and you're praying about a situation and it's if though is he from within answers and says, trouble me not, the door is now shut. I cannot rise and give you. God wants to do a lot of things for people, but he can't do it because they will not accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. God's got some good things for some of you. If you just open up that door and let him into your heart, you'll see just how good the Lord is. Taste and see that the Lord, he is good. He said there in verse 7, My children are with me in the bed. My children are with me in the bed. You've got a friend. His name is Jesus. He said, I'm in the house, and my children are with me in the bed. As a child of God today, you can rest in Him. Woo! Good grace and mercy. <laughs> good grace and mercy. You can rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. At the midnight hour, when all hell is breaking loose around you in the world, you can rest in him my children are with me in the bed are you resting in christ today amen oh i feel that this morning my children are with me in the bed there's no better place to be right now than in the shelter of his arms glory to god there's another reason while sometimes the Lord won't answer prayer. I want you to think about this for a minute. He said, my children are with me in the bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Could it be that what we're asking God for might be disruptive to others? Think about that. See, some of you, perhaps, you've been praying for God to put you in a position in the church. Maybe you want to be the church treasurer. Maybe you want to be the one who leads the music. Maybe you be, want to be the one that stands behind the pulpit and preach. But what you're asking for is disruptive to others. God's already placed someone in that position. God's given them that position, and that's what's holding them in, in the work of God, in the kingdom of God. It's what God has given them. And if you're asking God to take away their job and give it to you, well, where does that leave them? Could it be that what you're asking for is disruptive to others? Whatever it is you pray and ask God for, you ask that God's will be done. 
Ask him to, to, to lead you and guide you. Lord, I want this right here. I really do. But if what I'm asking you for is going to be more of a hindrance to me and somebody else, then, then Lord, throw a wrench in the works. Do something. Stop it. Your, your will be done. And what did he say? The door is now shut. I cannot rise and give you. Could it be that what you're asking God for, the timing is not right? Little Camden. How old is he now? Seven years old. Camden is seven years old now. I guarantee you he wants to drive Papa's truck. But Papa ain't going to let him drive the truck because his feet can't touch the pedals and he ain't old enough yet. Oh, it's his will. He wants to let him drive the truck. But he's not of age yet. And a lot of times we go before the Lord and we ask him for things, but we ain't grown enough in the things of God for him to give us what we're asking for. It's going to take a little more time. We've got to grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord and grow up to a level of maturity before God can give us particular things. I cannot rise and give you. But he said... Though he will not rise and give him. Luke chapter 11 verse 8. Because he is his friend. And because of his importunity. That is persistence. He will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And the lesson here is this. If a need can be met by an unwilling source, by being persistent, how much more can the need be met by a willing source, which is the Lord? Then he said in verse 9, I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. We're told to ask. We have not because we ask not. Seek. If you're asking God for something and He doesn't give it to you, then you need to seek to find out the answer and the reason as to why you're not getting what you're asking for. There's a reason for it. And then He said, knock, be persistent. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying for that lost loved one. Don't stop praying for your healing. Don't stop praying for whatever it is that you need just because you don't get it right now. That don't mean it ain't in the works. That don't mean it ain't in the plans. You got to be persistent. Keep knocking. Keep knocking. And now Jesus talks about Another need, the greatest need of all, if you look there in Luke 11, verse 11. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, 
will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Everything that's ever been done in this world through and by the Godhead has been carried out through and by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Way back in the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light, and there was light, and the Spirit of God moved. The Spirit of God moved. All you need in your life right now, that describes the life that some of you are in right now, the life that you're living. Without form, void, darkness. Oh, but if you'll let God speak into your life. If you'll let the light of the gospel come into your heart, then the Holy Spirit will move. The Holy Spirit will work. And when he gets done with you, there'll be a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. The darkness will pass away. The void will pass away. All of that will be done away with. And he'll fill your heart. He'll fill your life. The Holy Spirit what we need is the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of things that we need. Church, there's a lot of things that we need. But it can only be carried out through and by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is symbolized by the rain. And Elijah prayed for the rain. Go back over, if you will, to 1 Kings 18 and verse 43. 1 Kings 18, verse 43. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And Elijah said, go again seven times. Go seven times. That teaches us to be persistent in our prayers. If you've been praying for something and you've not seen results, you keep praying. You keep asking. You keep seeking. You keep knocking. But understand what you're praying for and asking God for, it can only be carried out through and by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Pray for the rain to fall. We need the rain to fall in our churches today. This drought situation has gone on long enough. Seven times. Seven is God's number. Of perfection, completion, and universality. Verse 44, 1 Kings 18. Verse 44, it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. 
everything that God does is big. We serve a big God, and we need to ask big. Okay? Glory. But everything he does that's big, it always starts out small. And the Bible says, despise not the day of small things. Some of you have been praying for something, and you've not seen what you're asking for. Could it be that it has started out very small, and you just can't see it yet? The Bible says in verse 45 that meanwhile the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain. If you see a little something like the prayers being answered and you look at it and you say, well, what in the world? That can't be the answer to prayer. Just keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking because that little thing eventually is going to turn into a big thing and it's going to be good. We need to keep asking, seeking, knocking, praying for the Spirit of God to fall in our midst. He said that in the last days He would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And you and I are included in all of that. Ask the Lord to move in that realm. For He said in Luke 11 verse 13, How much more? Will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299 Four two three four. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry go to establishedinthefaith.com click on the donate tab it's easy and all donations are safe and secure through paypal you can also mail us at established in the faith p.o box 601 bailey north carolina 27807 we look forward to hearing from you And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.